0: Gangsters, what's up, guys? to the first ever live stream beat podcast coming to you in 3d <laughs> not really but those are my glasses from the show as always i am your host and founder of stream beat alex musabai of course you know me as moose and with me today and always is the co-founder of and co-host of Streambeat Podcast, Mr. Frankie G. Frankie, say hello
1: to the people. What is up, everybody? Very excited for you guys to join us on this experience. It's uh, going to be fun. I am very nervous because I'm producing today, and I have nobody watching me produce. So all all the mistakes, it's going to be your boy. No G to blame it on.
2: We're all watching you produce. (laughs) Very good. Already screwing up
0: semantics that voice that you hear and that you see once again in 3d i thought maybe the joke would work better the second time nope. uh <laughs> tiffany meeks from miami hippie hey guys what's
2: up um there will be spoilers I guess. yes this
0: is a spoiler okay. podcast uh we are coming almost straight from the movie theater i just saw it yesterday on the last one i think the first one that saw it in our group is our uh next guest mr christian hernandez
3: from miami heat Beats. say hello what's christian. up what's up what's up yeah christian, uh, I, I think, think I you was, saw it actually. on thursday right uh no i saw it on friday i saw it okay. on friday it was a nice way to start the weekend albeit mm-hmm. emotional oh yes. man, was it emotional very emotional
0: easily uh the most you know heart-wrenching uh film of this phase but uh as always let's start off with the quick Frankie G's synopsis of Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. That is the movie that we are about to dive into on this spoiler podcast.
1: Yeah, real quick, we are going to be talking about spoilers. We are going to talk the whole plot of the movie, everything. So if you <laughs> haven't seen it, it's okay. Tune back in. Uh, uh, watch the replay on Twitch. watch, uh, Listen to the podcast after you've seen the film. If you do not want spoilers, we are going to be talking spoilers from here on out. Yes, The synopsis, after the untimely passing of the Black Panther, King T'Challa, to an unknown disease, his mother, Queen Ramonda, momentarily assumes the throne. His younger sister, the scientific prodigy Shuri, scrambles to honor her brother's memory and fill his shoes. The center is holding, but the kingdom nonetheless seems vulnerable, as the outside world conspires to gain access to Wakanda's reserves of vibranium, a rare mineral with daunting military and industrial uses. The benevolent global order that T'Challa led his nation into has given way to one based on deceit, subversion, and exploitation. Thanks to Ramonda's regal diplomatic skills and the fighting prowess of the Jabari led by M'Baku, blow his M'Bak out, and the Dora Milaje led
2: by Classic
1: tweet. Classic tweet. I, I, that was not in the synopsis. It is. I, don't, it is. I don't believe it. Is. It. It, is. it is. Led by the mighty Okoye, Wakanda can hold its own against the United States and France. The real threat comes from under the sea. No aerial where the no, long-isolated no, application <laughs> <accommodation laughs> of Talakan controls the planet's only other source of vibranium. The king of Talakan, who goes by Namor, is a demigod with pointy ears and wings on his ankles. His subjects are descendants of a Mesoamerican tribe who took to the water to escape Spanish colonizers in the 16th century. His mistrust of the surface is based on a history of enslavement, infection, and persecution, and he proposes a mutually protective anti-imperialist alliance with Wakanda. You didn't write this. No, I told you. I I straight up (laughs) ripped this. Okay, okay. (laughs) That sounds nice, except that the alternative Namor offers is war, and also the murder of Riri Williams, a precocious MIT student who has invented a vibranium-detecting machine. Shuri must conquer her grief, rise above her anger, and find her path along the guidance of her ancestors' lessons.
0: Excellent. That was fantastic. Uh credit to whoever right. wrote that. <laughs> that was like very credit, high level. <laughs> credit to whoever wrote that. I will give you credit for the uh for the back out joke though. That was uh thank you. Was, you uh, didn't write that. I, I wrote that. Uh we
1: love you, Carla Tiana. Thanks for showing up. We, Listen, we get it. It's okay. Totally
0: understand. We do not want to ruin this movie for anybody. So you know it, it, spoiler. Can't say that yes. enough. But uh okay, let's just very quickly, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of, of this movie because there's a lot to break down. But I just want the initial impression walking out of the theater and also going into it kind of what you expected. Just your overall, if you can, just your quick grade <clears throat> before we go deep into it. Let's start with Tiffany, please.
2: Um, hmm. It's interesting because being the smartest person alive, I predicted <laughs> right? that. Fairly. I predicted that ending scene.
0: After the, uh, I I predicted okay, the yes. mid credit scene.
2: Okay. Yes. 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 I asked for it. I wanted it and I got it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But but no, I did predict it, but all seriousness, like I didn't really you just don't know. You don't right. know, um, first of all, because Chadwick passed, so you really don't know should they recast, should they not recast. Mm. Um and you just trust that Ryan Coogler can make something happen because literally yeah. having to write it on the fly, having to re- reshoot scenes on the fly, having to learn to swim on the fly—like he didn't yeah. even know how to swim. <laughs> so it's yeah. like all these Wait, things.
1: Seriously? No, yeah. he learned yes. how
2: to swim. Yes. Those yeah, those oh, that he didn't know. Old, yeah. He didn't know, and I think the guy that plays uh, Namor, he didn't know how to swim either. So. No shit. Th- these characters had to learn a lot of things really quickly with also having to um it's almost like the equivalent of like I, if you've ever lost somebody and a grandparent and you walk into the house and they're not yeah. there yeah the that's a that's what this film felt like you open the door happened. and yeah. you have no idea um what's coming what emotions are coming are you are you going to be pissed that they made this film are you going to be happy that they made this film um or do you just are, are you just left empty um mm-hmm. I think all it's funny because the film takes you through these stages of grief with the yes. characters Yeah.
0: yeah it definitely, yes, the equivalent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Brass Jazz. <laughs> yes. Uh, but but I agree, Tiff. I think that's one of the most uh, beautiful aspects of the film is that it literally takes you through the stages of grief throughout the entire film. It's, it's Shuri's journey through those stages of grief. Right. And um, and yeah, that's, that's some of my favorite parts of the film. Christian, initial thoughts of the film when you walked out of it and just your overall experience watching Wakanda Forever for, for, uh, for the first time
3: uh i mean definitely the heaviest uh i mean i I guess i guess infinity war obviously had a very dark tone in general um and just kind of the way that they kind of moved the story along it was always like that dreading feeling of something was coming you know um so this one was a little different in that it's really more about you know already grieving you know and and frankly you know Oh, that's right. We're 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 just saying spoilers. Uh yeah, you know, there, there, there's there there's there's a lot of death in this movie. Um, yeah. you know, and it's it really I thought I really did not think I was walking into this movie gonna be leaving that the most, I guess, complex character was Shuri, but that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, at least for me, you know. Um, yeah. but you know, at the same time, going back to the very beginning of the movie, just literally the start of the movie, you know you have Chadwick who passed or not Chadwick, you have T'Challa who passed away, um, you know, in the in the story and you don't really know why. And, you know, you're wondering what's the state of Wakanda, you know, what what is going on there? You know, how are they handling that as a people, you know, as a, you know, newfound leadership. And then you get that scene in the UN where you see Queen Ramonda really in an almost brutal, I mean, one of the most powerful scenes in the movie really just reaffirming that you will not fuck with us and really showing up a position, a position mm-hmm. of strength to the rest mm-hmm. of the world. And just because we don't have a Black Panther anymore because Kilmogger burned the entire garden or whatever, you know, like <laughs> that doesn't mean that we are not still, you know, someone that you cannot just start to fuck with whatever you want. You had the Americans and the French sending special forces. It was, I mean, really the movie got off to a great start for me and that's, and it just went from there.
0: Yeah. Frankie, I know you're producing, but I want to hear your thoughts on this and your initial impression because all of us were really looking forward to this film and really excited for the opening. Well, I, I don't know if I've said this on a
1: pod yet, but I I liked the first Black Panther, but I didn't love it. I wanted to love it a lot, but it was still missing something. I, I think it, was, it wasn't it was enough to T'Challa and I, I, his story, the story they chose, I didn't really love it for him. Um, he came off as such a badass in Civil War. I, it was just too really? high of a debut that mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. way too high yeah. expectations for hit, for the movie. And uh, yeah. that's where I kind of came to that. Like, I, I get why people love it. I've rewatched it again, and I've tried to. But I I, I like it, and it's one of the stronger MCU films, definitely. But I never loved it. Um, and this one, I wanted to just like this because this, this one came into it with obviously a tall task of not only dealing with the real life. Uh, I mean, with the in in universe death of T'Challa, however they were going to do it, but mm-hmm. with obviously the real life death of Chadwick Boseman, you know, Tiffany mentioned that the void that, uh, of his presence that was so large that you felt that was missing, uh, throughout the film. and, and, I loved how much you felt it throughout the movie. I love that you dealt with it right away Mm -hmm. from the intro credits to uh, changing to from Marvel scenes and characters to Mm -hmm. all T'Challa. And um, I I love that that this whole thing was a tribute to uh, and a journey of everyone's dealing with the pain and the loss of of this character, this person. And I I thought they did a miraculous job. I, I mean, it's not a perfect film but it's a very good film and it's a very emotional film. And it's largely because th- this was a real film. Like I, you can mm-hmm. feel how much this, this movie was
0: therapeutic for the actors and everyone, involved. everybody involved. Right. Yeah. There wasn't a single moment where someone was crying where I didn't feel watching it. I, I think that person is genuinely crying. Not, not just the character. I yeah. think, Angela Bassett yeah. right now is is having an emotional moment.
1: When yeah. she is screaming with anger and rage and passion, yeah. you feel that. You right. you felt it more. And obviously this is an incredible cast of of actors and actresses. So but they them. were like like they fucking went all out this movie. Yeah. yeah. What about and you it Moose? Was,
0: it was great. Listen, I had without a doubt the most terrible movie going experience in my (laughs) my life i'm gonna be honest Uh, the the film was phenomenal i i loved well loved is a strong word i really really liked wakanda forever i give it a solid b there's a lot of excellent things there i think ryan Coogler is amazing let me backtrack why it was the worst movie going experience of my entire life i tried out a new movie theater shout out to the regal kendall 4dx theater this is going to be a phenomenal advertisement for them every child should try this movie theater it's the 4dx theater experience it's basically like you're sitting in an attraction ride like the thing lifts you i didn't know any of this going into it by the way that was part of why this was such a bad experience i thought it was gonna be like your chair wouldn't you know rock a little bit maybe like vibrate or something like that no it was in a theme park chair that lifts you up and goes like like this and puts you back. And so I wasn't ready for any of that. I went to the movie as I always do, trying to chill, you know? <laughs> lean back a little bit. If you're in the heat beat chat, the second I got to my chair, I go, this is the most uncomfortable chair I've ever sat in. And it's because it's from a theme park. The thing has like (laughs) sensors in the back to like hit you when there's even a smoke machine that went off. Like when, when they throw the spear and it hits the side of the ship and smoke. So then smoke appeared in the middle of nowhere. I thought there was a fucking fire hazard or some shit. I was freaking out. Water (laughs) hit me in the face from the thing in the front. Like I, it was the worst experience. Imagine two hours of like this nonstop. Okay, so you guys are talking about that beautiful scene in the opening Mm -hmm. where it's just focusing on Chadwick, right? And it's supposed to be emotional. I can't focus on it because my chair lifts up and I start rocking as they're like swaying and taking him out of the village. And I'm not, again, in 3D too, so it's hard (laughs) enough to pay attention when you're moving around like this. It was awful. The few times that my chair stood still and I could see what was going on. Beautiful performances all around. But it, it was impossible to focus on the movie. Yeah, Crab knows what I'm talking about. But it, I didn't know any of this going into it. So it was just, I could have saved myself $25 on a much better Jesus. going experience. Jesus oh, they man, also have $25? like scents. So, so like when you're at the beach, it smells like water. When they're like burning stuff, it smells like, it, it's It's a great experience for kids and i can see like theaters going this route as like a more fun option for kids but do you want to do that for two hours it was (sighs) so (laughs) i hated it uh (laughs) (laughs) but black panther wakanda forever was was a great film there was a lot of it that i loved i thought shuri's overall arc in the film was my favorite aspect of the film Um, And and that's kind of what I want to get into next, actually. I just want to talk about your overall, what worked for you in this film? Because there was so much, as Tiffany said, that had to be redone on the fly. And this film does have its flaws, and I want to talk about those. But before we get there, I want to celebrate what they were able to actually accomplish because, uh, Tiff, honestly, going into this movie, I thought it was going to be impossible to make something that actually worked. I mean, to lose... Not only your star, but just right before it started. Yeah, that, that was literally me. I threw my popcorn away, Frankie. I told you that. I threw my popcorn away. I couldn't eat it. Every time I tried to eat it, it was like the chair would do a backflip. Um, <laughs> Tiff, they did pull it off, though. They did make right. you know something that was thoroughly entertaining, and I want to see it again. So from the overall for the film, what worked for you?
2: Um honestly i think it's just the simplest of uh, the simplest of things he leaned on his talent yeah he didn't try to it's interesting because he could have gone so many different ways um he could have gone more explosions more action more this more that um and he leaned on the talented people that he had in the cast. And he allowed them to use their talent and their raw emotion to carry the film, which um, if we were talking about like uh, a movie starring like, you know, Julia Roberts, we would be like, oh, it must've just been a, a a drama, you know? But the fact that we're actually talking about a Marvel film, yeah, that's also a whole different thing. Um, and and yeah, while this movie, there were things where I was like, oh, I probably didn't need that, but I'm mm-hmm. OK that you left it. Um, it puts it in a different class for Marvel. Right. Um, I And I like that that uh, there were funny moments, but it wasn't buffoonery. Um, mm-hmm. I needed a break from the jokes. The last
3: Thor movie. I needed a break oh God, from yeah.
2: the last Thor movie. I think a um, lot of people are with
3: you though. Yeah,
2: a lot, a couple of the MCU shows. I needed a break, and I needed something um, that made me feel like Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: love that you said that because uh, yes, I needed I, that.
2: I needed that feeling. Um, I feel like. Marvel got away from that with uh, the turnover of talent, with the increasingly younger talent that's coming in, um, with all the productions that are happening. I feel like they got away from what took us there, what mm-hmm. took us to the movies, what gave us our Nicole Kidman moment. Like we, we haven't <laughs> been, you know, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: clap like her for that one i'll clap like her for that one you know
2: like it just we we didn't get that and like i needed um because okay am i wrong or do marvel they have the best actors in the world in fucking tights
0: incredible casting in casting that you never would have thought they would get
2: right so why not let them be who they are in tights Right. Um, and I I just felt like they had gotten away from They like got so far away from it. And I feel like Ryan pulled us back to we can kick your ass and make you cry mm-hmm. like we can do this. Um, I don't know. And I felt like I was I'd been missing that. And that was to me the best thing that he did. He allowed the talent to be the talent and say, this is it. This is all I got. Let's try to take it home.
0: I think that's absolutely right. Christian, I mean, she's she's on the money. There was so much iso ball in a good way. It was yeah, stand, yeah. Tyler and and let yeah. Angela Bassett. Cook.
2: <laughs> Angela, you know right, 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 right. Angela you know Bassett was Jordan, game six. <laughs> exactly. Get the fuck
0: out of the way and let them cook. And you know what? Those were the most memorable moments of the film. Um, so I, yeah. I totally agree. By far, what saved this film was the talent, the casting of the talent. And the recognition of the director to put them in the best spots and just let them dominate the yep. scene. Um, yep. Outside of those moments, Christian, I know you're a big action guy and all that. How? What What stood out in this film for you? What were the highlights for you? It doesn't uh, have to I be mean, the action, the, the, by the action way. I just really know you're cool. that guy. I
3: mean – I personally kept laughing a little bit every time one of those water bombs went off because I was like, "Oh, that looks fun!" Right? Yeah, yeah. I right, was yeah. so blasting uh, in the I face with water yes. at the 4DX
0: theater. I had to change. Go, I had to go back a row. The thing kept hitting me in the face.
3: I, I mean, now I feel like I gotta see it in this 4DX. Right. Everybody should give it a try, though, like just for the experience of it. I mean, the action was. I mean, but it's it's like you know, it's like to was saying. There, it wasn't that there was a ton of action. Obviously, there were a couple of you know pretty you know intense conflict scenes, especially at the end. Um, but it was really more about you know the thing that I feel like I feel like I can comfortably say now, especially about Ryan Coogler, is that he is really good at world building, yes. and I know that a lot of people felt that there was maybe a lot of unnecessary things or a lot of kind of exterior stuff that maybe didn't really drive the plot along, but I think he was sent into that movie to build the yeah. world that they're going to be occupying in movies to come. Like, it's very clear that, you know, uh, they, uh, God, uh, what are, what are the people called again? They're not Atlanteans. That's No, uh, Telecon. Telecon? Um, oh,
1: yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Something like Yeah. That, yeah. Um,
3: and Kukul, what is it? Kukulkan is what they- I don't even like want to try moral. because yeah. every
2: time I
0: try and say it, I feel like it's coming off the wrong way. Right. They
2: call him the I've been yeah.
0: saying- the no- serpent gone. god. I can't tell you the amount of times I've just randomly said like Tourette's, they call me Ku Klux Klan. And I'm like, no, I can't I say, say that. I say that.
3: Mbaku actually delivering serious lines. Yes. With, yes. that, like, with that incredible by the dialect way. And power stealing. that he brings yes it brought a lot to some of those scenes i yes. thought he yes. was one of the best parts of the movie that yes. i honestly i thought he was just there for comic relief you know which for the most part he still is right but the but film needed it, christian real-
0: yes they needed his charisma that's yes. a little bit of what you lost with chadwick boseman mm-hmm. and, and that's not on anybody else that's just mm-hmm. that's the star power of chadwick and that's also the star power of this phenomenal actor
2: yeah,
3: correct. Yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, I really thought Kugler did an amazing job of introducing this entire new part of the MCU that, you know, if anybody who, you know, d- doesn't really read the comics or anything like that probably has no clue about. So it's, it's a tall task. And I think that's why you saw this movie turn into almost a three hour movie is because you're introducing a lot that mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be pretty infor- important going into the future, you know, both specifically with the Black Panther franchise and with the MCU in general.
0: Absolutely. And I love what you said earlier, too, that it's absolutely true. Ryan Coogler was given this role uh, to helm, you know, the original Black Panther to build out a world. And to his credit, he's the best one that they have ever hired to do it. He's one of the main reasons at his incredible world building why that film deservedly so earned the only best picture nomination in Marvel Mm -hmm. uh, cinematic history. Um, And and it deserved it. Uh, And that's why I think, if you're going to trust anybody to do black Panther two, Frankie, it's, it's gotta be Ryan Coogler. I know as we're rounding out this discussion of like the best things, hard to go anywhere outside of the incredible director and, you know, right. just his incredible vision to keep this on track, even throughout all the tragedies. And it, it, it was just such a tall task, like to ask for him, like this, this is such
1: an emotional, emotional film, uh, emotional job to just have to do this. Like, like Tiff mentioned about you know feeling like you're going back to to the home of of uh, someone after you lo- lose someone close to you. Like Chadwick is, was really close to everyone on mm-hmm. set. He Kugler uh, calls him one of his best friends, and he didn't even know all the stuff that he was going on. And and for for Chadwick to kind of uh, not kind of, but he he was suffering uh, in, in, yeah. in in silence.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Nobody around him uh, on the set on the cast really knew what was going on. And it was all of a sudden to everybody, you know, uh, I, I think I read that Kugler found out like a, a couple weeks before this happened. Yeah. Before he passed. So like that, you know, there, there was so much pain that went into it. They had to completely obviously rewrite the film. Uh We can, I, I mean, we can talk about the recasting thoughts of, briefly. Um, sure. But I, I think just the, the direction and, and the, the screenwriting, too, because he's one of the few directors that actually is, is writing the mm-hmm. script, too. And yep. he's they did such a great job to pour their emotions into this. Keep make it make sense to the story right. and uh, guide the story to where you want it to go. Um, they had the, a, a solid B plot. I, I mean, we can talk about the, the B plot with the with the agencies and, and, and it made right. sense because that right. made sense going into how the, the first one ended. And it made sense going to how the other MCU films. So like it was coherent. Um, There wasn't a lot of things where I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, that there's been in in other Marvel films as of recently. Um, I think overall, just it was a beautiful film that um, you felt something throughout. Mm -hmm. It was it was very heartfelt. Uh, Like Tiff mentioned the jokes. Like they didn't go away to make a joke, like out of their way, really, to make out of jokes. And I think that's what they've been missing recently. It was too much, especially with Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, (laughs) um, This one felt very much in the moment and let the characters shine in their own way, whether they're a comic relief, they're a serious character, they're an emotional scene, whatever the scene called for. We got it from every
3: single person and the director pulled it out of them. Absolutely. Yeah, and and for talking about comic relief, I feel like we have to mention Riri Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of—I think I said it in the group chat, but she—she kind of almost gave me Tony Stark vibes. Not obviously with the intelligence and the building of the suit, right. but the creepiness, the right. clippiness, the, yeah. the, her, the her way of handling interactions, like the, the general, yeah, cutiness. clearly yeah. going for that. Yeah. So, and yeah. I thought that was that, that was very well done for me.
0: Well, I feel like that's a good time to transition into some of the negative things that we maybe not oh. have liked. Because I'll go ahead and start with Riri Williams. Uh, I loved her as an actress. I loved the character. My overall issue with it is I don't feel like she was necessary in this film, and I don't place that on Ryan Coogler. I place that overall on Marvel. This is an issue that I'm having with their their films moving forward. So far, it's been in every fucking film in this phase that there is a new character that they have Mm -hmm. to introduce kind of like a backdoor pilot. And I get it. You need to get the next thing, but films work so much better when it's a cohesive storyline fixating on this, this one thing. That's why I love when Tiff said the winter soldier, because that was the last time I felt Mm -hmm. like we had a film where it was, this is the storyline from a to B we're sticking to it. This is the story we're telling that that didn't happen in this film. There was way too much going on. Some of it, yes, they had to do it because of the Chadwick Bozeman passing. Like, I felt like the first the first 45 minutes of the film and the last 20 minutes of the film, that felt like one solid film right there. And it was all a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Bozeman. Then you have this middle stuff that felt like it had to be crammed in there from Kevin Feige and Marvel and everybody. Hmm. And it's not that it's bad. It just it didn't really serve a purpose in this film. You could have made a much better film and stayed in Wakanda, continue building out Wakanda. Uh, you know, the beautiful post credit scene. I, right. I want more of the kid. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Like we didn't have to bring the kid to Wakanda. I love going to <laughs> Haiti, but get, make that to be the B story, you know, give me more of Lupita. Like, I want more of more just... More because never a
2: bad more, thing. Never, more Lupita is never, never a bad the, thing. Yeah, I never mean... a
0: bad thing.
1: She got some more in that dump truck, you know what I'm it's, saying. Oh, my God. Don't
0: even Take get me yourself started. Out. That, that was the one. That was the one part where I got up in my chair. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Keep it still. Um,
2: no, I agree, Moose. I, I agree. I think um, the problem to is Marvel. Exactly. Marvel has too many irons in the fire. Yes. Mm -hmm. And because they have too many, they they have to give us all the information. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. Like they can't just show up with a show or a movie. So now they have to keep giving us all the information that leads up that they think will make us hungry for all these different projects that they have coming. So they're trying to they like interwove all these things in this phase. And it was like, we don't need all that. No, we just need. You could we have want, had
0: one Riri Williams scene. I didn't need her in the film. It felt out of place. Right.
2: You 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 could have had it bare bones, and I think um, if it was up to Ryan Coogler, the film would have been bare bones.
0: I don't doubt it. I don't doubt because,
2: it because it we also well. have to remember, even though there was a there, it, it is it is a tribute to Chadwick. It's a business.
1: Hold on, uh, real quick. I just noticed Christian put his Dwayne Wade mural down because the last time he had it up we made oh fun my of god <laughs>
3: yeah oh <laughs> god i, I love that around actually it up
1: it's it's marcus smart over there <laughs> no, that's, ah, that's great, is, you guys Mark see that dumb. mural and you
0: guys see that mural in person that's that's actually it's the only thing of christian's i like christian what did you uh not i mean are, are you with me where like the middle part just the, the shit that they had to fit in, even even my girl Julia Louis Dreyfus, who I love, I was so happy to see her, but we didn't need her in the film. Like again, those that's a B storyline that just didn't work. Even the visual palette when they would go to them, it's so but it was so different.
2: Before I forget this, let me say this because I I feel like Muj, you might you could this is something you might want to circle back to, but I'm thinking. <laughs> Like I don't know the comics, and like I get what her role is now, right? Because right. she leads uh-huh. the the Thunderbolt. She's also crooked and blah blah blah. Yeah, um, yeah. But she, I feel like they're setting her up for what might be either the third film or some combination of something because she wants she wants the vibranium. She wants it right. They're, like yeah, so, this there is something I think while you you really didn't need all of that with her i like i would have taken maybe a scene and said oh because hmm. that would have left me thinking like now what okay. what's she looking for but i feel like she's setting they're setting her up for this this massive i need the vibranium and uh, are we gonna get the black panther and um no having to fight her people. Like, I don't know the comics. So these are things that are just playing out in my head.
3: I think you pretty much nailed it. I feel like they're setting up a vibranium wars, you know, for Black Panther 3 or something like that. You know, you have two people who have isolated themselves from the rest of the world, you know, and have advanced technology because, you know, they settled, you know, around places that had vibranium. And, I mean, that was the major plot driver in the actual movie, was, you know, that re-made you know the you know vibranium detecting device and that right. obviously you know name more and his people had a huge problem with that because it means they were going to be discovered and you know hence why they kind of tried to strong arm wakanda into right. uh, you know attacking the outside world you know together because uh, they realized it was only a matter of time but um you know, I, I I definitely, I think that's a really good critique, Moose, in terms of how they're they're shoving all the kids, you know, kind of down our I'm throats so sick in, yes. in every movie yes. and show. If there's and, another and fucking obviously... kid
0: where they have to protect
3: so the guy, bad guy doesn't get him, I'm so sick of that. Right, <laughs> yeah. but you know what, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you could argue it was a little forced, but at least they found a way to make that character... A central part of the mm, plot, and not just right. something on the outside. Not just a little. Oh, oh, look, love was reborn at the end, and now she's gonna run around with Thor yeah. <laughs> and, and fuck shit up. Like, yeah, right, right, like, right. That, was, right. that, was that, that, like, that was exactly that in there. That's fair. And, yeah. That's fair too. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I, I do definitely see your points, and I, and I agree. But I, I think he did a better job, at least yeah. than you know the more recent entries that we've seen.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is more. Uh, like Christian mentioned, it's it's it, they found a way to factor her into the story. This isn't Spider-Man in Civil War, where you can literally do the movie without him. <laughs> right, well, there's Dude, that not was a change. Great. No, it was, great. was great. I, I loved <laughs> it. I loved it. But you know how I but feel when about can... Civil War. That's no, top no, three. But when me. it comes Don't... to the story, if that's going to be your critique, Black Panther. Like you can mention Black Panther in Civil War. He was critical to the story. He was a key figure, mm-hmm. key plot point to the story. Yes, he was. And this, and they found a way to, to, to get Riri into it with the, with the vibranium detecting um, uh, technology that she built. The you know I, I, that's why I didn't care too much about like the critiques like, they, that this was stuff packed, because it all kind of made sense. And in comics, you know, like like if if it wasn't uh, Elaine, if it was just a random character <laughs> that they had this issue with, you're you're not saying they're stuffing this in. This right. is just somebody mm-hmm. not important. This is somebody important in the movies, but I don't know the context. I don't care who she is really. You're only saying this is a big uh, oversaturation because these are big stars in minor mm-hmm. roles here and you're feeling like, "Oh, this is going to lead to something else." But you can st- I feel like this was very self-contained in it, in its like it, this wasn't as much as a soft pilot. Like I wasn't seeing you didn't see Ironheart for more than two scenes. Like she you're 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 getting her character you're getting her but she wasn't in the suit for more than two scenes and then they took the suit away from her and uh and yeah like i, I get what you're saying about the hostage stuff the, the where the will protect the
0: little kid that is getting kind of repetitive um dude come on and and, and
2: this whole but this give, whole give the
0: kid up one time it'll be a better film
2: <laughs> but
0: this whole phase was about passing the mantle on
2: yeah Yeah, that is true.
1: That was the theme of this whole phase, you know, saying goodbye to to heroes and and welcoming the next generation. Was it all good? No. Was it a lot? I mean, we've talked about it, but the pandemic had caused a big delay in a lot of production, and that's kind of where a lot of it got forced out to release. They couldn't hold on to this film that was supposed to be – uh played in theaters last year they couldn't hold on to it another year they have to get these these people have contracts they have to get these out and that's why it came out so quickly and not all of it was good not all of it was the quality we were expecting and i'm sure they've listened to the critiques and the expectations and and they know this stuff that they see the dollars They, they see that the movies aren't what they used to be the ratings aren't what they used to be some of that is just the passing of the torch too but like right um i think with this as regards to this film i think they did a good job containing what like they made any care any big character that might have a, a big film or series in the future they were integral to this story
0: yeah well and, and i do want to I, I don't want to get too entrenched on this this one topic uh, just to because i don't want it to come off the wrong way i loved the riri williams performance like i think yeah. that that yeah. young woman is gonna Dominique be Thorne yeah she's mm-hmm. gonna be great she has phenomenal charisma like i think i think they have a, a right. real star there yeah. so this is not me you know shitting on her performance no, i no. just i'm saying you give me less riri more lupita and the child or, or like uh, something that's more right. integral to the wakanda story i just want less more self yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like i don't want to constantly be getting fed what's next Let's focus on what's here and continue building this out because what what you have in front of me right now is is beautiful and perfect. Um, uh, one last thing, so, Moose. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I think part of this also because I I
1: I even before Chadwick's passing, I think Namor was going to be the villain in this film.
2: Well, uh, you know why? What movie was that? Was that Endgame? Or what? were they? Mentioned- they talk oh, about
1: it, it was uh Iron Man two or three, one of the Iron Mans, where they sit the Iron Man down and they have Atlantis there. Oh, I yes. oh, about, I,
0: I, I, I'm not even like talking a, about a that underwater one. earthquake or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 it. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was like Endgame. I think I think it was Endgame. I think yeah. it was Endgame. Yeah. But, yeah, Namor. Yes. Namor was always in the pipeline for, yeah, for something. But but they yeah.
1: they had issues with his rights too. They, oh, they they did, had. they had I some did. filming issues with his rights so he's such an he's such an old character he was in uh he's been around since like 1939 he predates aquaban he was wow. uh, they copied him um but they had had issues with his film rights and he has such an eccentric history with wakanda and stuff that it made sense for him to be the villain the yeah. the B plot of the governments and the world stuff um, it made sense with how the first one ended, and then it it added to it with T'Challa's passing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the most of the war stuff that the uh, the Wakandans and the uh, Atlanta I'm gonna call them Atlanteans because that's what they yeah, are.
0: In I, the comics. I don't know what it is. Let me tell you,
2: Telecom, the other thing, too, like I, kept, I, don't,
0: I don't know if this was just me, I'm really curious with you guys. I kept thinking of uh avatar way of water when i saw those people yeah. and i'm really cu- no i'm not kidding i'm really curious if disney thought about that you have two big summer or big you know blockbuster films yeah. where the opposing figure is this blue underwater thing right I, was i the only one that made that connection i couldn't stop thinking of that All right, i don't care Sorry. about avatar <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I'm, the, not avatar. I'm not property, a big avatar it's not a big avatar i'm fan. not big on it either i was just like man it's
1: gonna be the same thing yeah, no, it's their property. They probably didn't care too much. Um, and and they, one's
2: underwater, one's like on in front plant, of a uh, screen. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like I think it's different no, actually, enough they not right. really That's true. Avatar is probably going to look better.
1: <laughs> but um, I just think that that they had to I, find a way to kind of weave this story in, um, and his character. You know, they usually fight because uh, it, it, in the, like in the story, Namor tries to to. Uh, make a treaty with Wakanda, and you know Wakanda always refuses because they're like, "Nah, they're, we we know you. That, yeah. That's how it is <laughs> in the comments. We we don't trust you. We we do do that, and that's when Namor attacks them. And that and I I kind of like the way they made them. That it was like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You could be mm-hmm. my ally, yes. um, kind of deal. Uh, it gets way more violent in the comics, like especially with Shuri, like Shuri and, and Black Panther. Like, w- we could talk about it a little bit later, but like, they really did a great job capturing Shuri's real feelings towards the, the Atlanteans. Uh, when they when it gets harsh and it gets fucking gruesome, Shuri is one of the first ones who's like, "Let's go! I'm about
0: that action. Let's fuck up some fucking Atlanteans." <laughs>
1: they yeah. really
0: captured that well. Yeah. Well, I, I want to stay on Namor really quick because we didn't really talk about him yet. And I, yeah. again, shout out to Ryan Coogler. I think this mm-hmm. is the best villain that Marvel's had in a while. This is the most I've actually cared for a villain. Yeah, And mm-hmm. that's a sh- testament to Ryan Kugler having such little time to build out this other world, this other... And, and I felt invested in him by, you know, the third time we see him. That's not a small feat, Tiff.
2: Right. I think the funny thing is... Um... there's that spark of humanity in him as a villain mm-hmm. that make it. And because remember, well, who was the last big villain that we had? Was it Thanos? So yeah, the big, big bad, yeah, was the big Thanos. bad. Yeah. So, and he didn't, um, he didn't spark that sense of humanity, mm-hmm. even though everything that he was doing was supposed to be for such. You just never really connected with him in that way. Um, you you never really had a sense of his pain you never really you never really wanted to understand him you know I think the problem is with this guy is that you do right so um you can you know, sympathize with him a little exactly. bit exactly like I did all the way up until a certain point and right then I was until like, he
0: pushed it past until he when killed you, Angela Bassett
2: when you <laughs> when you
0: <laughs> I wasn't ready for that moment
2: where you take down mama. That's it. I, I, at that point you've gone too far. Yes. Now it's time to clip your wings. Cause you have gone way too far. I was right there with you. I wanted to go under the water with you too. I was there. I wanted a little something, something. I wanted to see something, but he went too far, but it's so funny because you just, there was a sense of pain with him. He's villainous, but there oh, is yeah. that sense of you, you know, and then you know his story, which I appreciate. Some people were like, we didn't need his story yet. No, that no and makes you, you, and
0: they, they
1: updated his story. I this love is when you
2: did. need the story. Like, and this it, totally is, worked. Yeah. it worked. It worked. I appreciated it. I, um, For not, like I said, I don't read the comics. I always ask you guys all the different questions and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so for me, the way he did the character, I liked it. I'm not basing it on any stories or comic books or what anybody else says. It's just strictly what was on the page and what he conveyed to the audience. Like I, I loved the character. And Christian, Christian go oh
1: it, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask, like, do his his charisma in uh, as a, a villain? Like, what what did what about it? Did you see that he really? It, like, not just the story, not just his background. What about his, char- his character and his performance um, like sparked this charisma for you, for, for the audience to like really enjoy and appreciate this character?
3: I don't know. I think part of it for me was that he just seemed very clear and determined as to what he felt was right. And I think... That for me is kind of does relate him to Thanos a little bit. Um, I think the reason why we connected with Namor more though, is because Kuglin really took the time to introduce his backstory, the pain there, the losing of his mother, the the coming back to the shore for her and seeing his people that look just like him being enslaved. And really I what I kind of got vibes of, especially in that scene where he, you know, he starts attacking the the I guess the plantation owners or whatever you want to call them is it kind of felt like magneto in x-men mm, first class yes yes and that i think really and and obviously Fossbender, for me fosbender's magneto is the best magneto and it's the one that i connected the most with and i feel like we got a lot of that with namor and thinking back to it now that you guys brought up the thanos comparison you know when they talk about in infinity war it, it's like it, he's using the the aether, the 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 reality stone to show what Titan was like, but it's a very quick thing. And oh, there were yeah. you know, there was too many people, and it wiped out my planet. And then he he you know he wipes yeah. away the the illusion. So, but that wasn't much more than that. You know, Kugler really invested time in making you learn who Namor was and what motivated him, and you understand why he has so much malice for you know for the land dwellers because of. His personal experience and you know you know that ultimately his thinking is wrong but you understand why and that's what makes him such a good villain
1: yeah like thanos had this like he had he had his reasoning and it was to protect the universe he thought he was the hero he thought he was right no matter what but this guy didn't think he he didn't really talk about his methods or anything like that. His th- goal was to protect his people. That's his goal. Yep. Yep. His reasoning everything was, was around faulty, but that's mm-hmm. what he's gonna do. And and he, he, if you're gonna help him or stand in his way, he's his focus is on protecting his people. Moose, do you feel like, like I didn't know this guy? Did you know this guy from anything else? I found I just found out he was in Narcos. No way, really? Yes, he no, was. he was no, one of I didn't the hench- know that. When you look him up and you see Narcos, you'll remember him. If you saw, okay, uh, mm. he was one. Of oh the, my
3: god! Yeah. Yes,
1: he was one of the the main like uh, the right hand man of the, of the
0: first. I think it was the first. Yes, season. dude. Holy, I, it
3: well, never First season that Narcos on, was the, the best one.
0: So yeah, I have to go back and Jesus. check that out. Yeah, no, I was wondering what else he's done because and correct me if I'm wrong. Like novellas and stuff. Right, well, right. I read somewhere that he literally learned English through reading this script and like preparing for this role and all that. So it would, you know, I, I don't think we, this may be the first English speaking thing that we see him in. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a debut and, and phenomenal actor, great presence. I love that they didn't kill him off, bring him back. That's a great villain to keep reusing and build on. And to Frankie's point, yeah. What, what makes him such a great villain is, if you're going to help me keep my people alive, I'll keep you alive. But the minute that you're coming <laughs> after my people or you're of no use to keep my people alive, that's it. And and those are some of the best villains because yeah. they feel like they're fighting for something that is truly good. And in a small way, you can rationalize it as the viewer through their charisma and all that until they push it to that certain point. Those are, those are phenomenal right. villains. Uh, so shout out to Ryan Coogler for doing that. So uh,
1: so well. We so we've been talking about him as the antagonist. Oh, and I'm gonna show real quick if you remember him in Narcos. Oh now. my mm-hmm. god!
0: Wow! Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I did not recognize him at no, all. He bulked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's slow. He he the, the facial hair does a lot too. I mean, to it
2: he got rid of that perm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um just to talk about Namor real quick, the character and what he could possibly mean for the future. Like I I, I kind of felt they weren't gonna kill him off. I was hoping. I was kind of scared at the end. Um, i had no that, idea and I, I was I, getting honestly
3: angry. considering we know that we're building up towards secret wars and yeah just that's... having having read those comics he introduces one of the most important people in yes. secret wars because they're very closely aligned yes and i don't really yeah, I... feel like spoiling it i'll let you guys look it up no T-
0: tiff and i don't know that going into it so you know for but... us <laughs> i was in the moment
3: <laughs> minor minor spoiler don't
0: I, do I, it, I, <laughs> minor spoiler for the comics <laughs> Uh, if you
1: haven't read, but Namor is a part of the Illuminati in the in the comics, and he when things get really hard, Namor and Kyrie, okay,
2: <laughs> when things get really hard,
1: and and the heroes don't want to make the the tough fucking choice, Namor is the one who does it, and like, it's what he does is really close to villainy, and to the point when after he does it, T'Challa tries to kill him because he can't oh. believe he did this, and. Namor then teams up. This isn't going to happen in the movies, but Namor teams up with Thanos and starts doing what needs to be done to protect their universe.
3: Mm.
1: And it is wild, but this is that's the kind of uh, character that Namor is. He works with the good, good people when it's convenient for him, he works with whoever is going to help him achieve his goals, good or right. bad. He doesn't give a shit. And he, th- like, I love this performance because he has some charisma to him and you respect it. The name one the comics is just a fucking douchebag. 99% of the time, you don't root for that guy. You don't, you don't find a sympathy for his character. He, he only character. aligns with people. If it's a means to his ends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If, it, how yeah. does it benefit me and my goals? Exactly. This one, like you actually felt like, okay, I, I don't like it, but I see why you're doing this. Right. And yeah. that's a big difference. That's, that's crucial for that. This kind of character. <clears throat>
0: Well, before we close this out with our final topic, which is going to be best superlatives and just kind of giving out like our awards for for the uh, for the movie, the one thing that we didn't touch upon that I'm really curious to get everyone's opinion: we have a new Black Panther, everyone, and it mm-hmm. is Shuri, and I'm really curious how everyone felt. When Shuri came out and made her presence as the Black Panther, mm. we, we kind of knew that we expected it to right. be Shuri, but with everything that happened behind the scenes, and if you oh don't know, God. definitely look it up because that was its own story. I <laughs> thought there was a real possibility that they weren't going to make her Black Panther just because you don't know if you could trust another <laughs> three-year run on that. But they did, and uh, and I think it was you know it worked in the film. Did I get that same feeling I did when Chadwick came out as Black Panther. I did not know. No. I know that in my theater, it felt a little underwhelming. But also, we were all kind of, you know, motion sickness by that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious how it was for all of you guys, too.
1: Sorry, Tiff.
2: Yeah, Tiff. Um, yeah, I kind of was. I think I felt better about it that it came towards the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: like i like had you know had i had two hours and 48 minutes of her being black panther mm, i might have wrote right. an angry letter to somebody <laughs> like i didn't need all that like i i just didn't want all that um yeah. i i liked the process like okay. the process in the film that she had to go through to become the black panther Mm, um. Okay. So I I appreciated it. Like, did I get the did I get the gooseys? No. But right? was I just? I don't
0: know. It just didn't hit. But was I
2: just like? Eh. No. It was somewhere in between. Um.
0: Well, I also yeah. just. Frank yeah. is showing it on the screen now. Right. Like, hey, I it's also a dope just costume. Too. No, it's, it's not dope. hitting on the costume. No,
2: the costume is dope. It's just it I, didn't it hit. It didn't feel. It, it didn't. But it, it didn't just feel. and it's well. And the reality is, like, we have to also be honest with ourselves doesn't matter who was in it it probably wasn't going to hit regardless that's,
0: that's a good point. and i yeah. think
2: we, we can be okay with saying that because you're not feeling those shoes but right. like i said i liked it it came at the end it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance around it it just it came to the moment where you knew you have to do this like yeah. it was that kind of thing like there's no one else
1: and Moose mentioned, like, uh, they almost didn't like. Like you, you were kind of worried pre- uh, before the movie came out if they were gonna fire her. I love how they added an insurance plan. <laughs> to <the> yeah, <laughs> yeah, smart. Yep. yep. Do you think? Do you think Kugler was like, "All right, I'm gonna write this bitch out"? <laughs> She's yeah. Not, she, you fuck up. You know who's next? You know who's Listen, coming to the
2: throne? If if let, let's look at it this way. Yeah, it's lineage and all these things. It's Marvel. They could have put any kind of spin on it and we could have had oh, yeah. Lupita's ass in that suit. Like
0: I really I really thought it was gonna be her. Like had you made me put money on it, I really thought it was gonna be Lupita. Really? Going okay. Shuri for me was the surprise. But again, right. because we knew of all the backstory, I think I think the average viewer probably expected it to be Shuri. Christian, when when she slammed down and hit the floor as <laughs> as the female Black Panther. Yes, thank you, Frankie. How did it hit for you? <laughs>
3: I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, guess I agree with you, you know, it, it wasn't the same as, you know, when, you know, kind of Chadwick didn't the equivalent reveal, you know, uh, I mean, right. I guess, especially, I guess really it was in civil war. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I actually thought that they did a really good job uh, oh. given the circumstances, right. especially mm. that you're you kind of having to force a story out of thin air because it's something that you really didn't see coming. But mm they gave Shuri a really nice level of complexity. You know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like you didn't really know much about her from the first movie. Like, oh, she's a kid, but she's super smart and she loves to fuck around and fuck tradition, like all this shit. And, you know, I'm a modern kid, whatever. And then she starts losing people in her life. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And then suddenly she starts changing her views. I mean, obviously, and with the responsibility that she has by the right. end of the movie, you know, she realizes that there's a reason for for things like that, and and then beyond, you know, the trials and tribulations that she goes through, like she, we learn that she's a much more complex person than just this happy-go-lucky kid. You know, she's has a mix of you know, her uncle Killmonger's rage and and wanting to just do what ultimately, like, her base desires want and trying to be like her brother, who was a morally good man and always was looking out for the best interest, you know, of everyone. And I thought that that was Especially the scene that you know—it's funny. I, I see a lot of people now trashing Michael B. Jordan's acting, which I don't think he's a bad actor, but like Thank everyone's just kind of like making jokes now. Right? But like it you, really you bothers scene, me. have the scene. Where <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 anyway, you have the scene where you know she finally creates the you know the herb and she takes it you know to become the Black Panther and she goes to the ancestral plane thinking that she's going to see you know her mom, Queen Ramonda, and and she finds Killmonger. You know, and I feel that was like my favorite scene yeah.
0: of the film, by the way.
3: Yeah. And I feel like that's where you really learn a, re- a true piece of Shuri's, I guess, soul, you could say, is that mm-hmm. she's a fire, ultimately. You know, she's not so level headed, I guess you could argue, like her brother. And mm-hmm. I think that's what made the very ending of the movie where she makes the final decision to spare Namor's life, you know. I thought they actually did a really good job building up to that moment especially given how they were fitting a square peg into a circle yeah. like into a circle yeah. hole trying no to write this script so honestly Absolutely. huge kudos to Kugler all the way through for yeah. for his handling you know of the of the plot the world building and the new Black Panther I thought he did mm-hmm. as good of a job as you can do
2: yeah
0: well said, well said, and I'm glad that you brought up the Michael B. Jordan moment because I, I wasn't sure if we were going to get to it. But yes, that was my favorite moment. I love Michael B. Jordan,
3: and the world's going to start over, and this time we're on top. The scene I was making fun of today, but that is
2: not. Play like, like,
3: like, like the actual scene from the movie. The world's going to start over, and this time we're on top.
0: And I get it because he makes that same like mouth thing in Friday Night Lights, like that's him pissed off and all that. But he's a great actor, and the reason that I love that scene so much is because it didn't feel like a uh, hey, let's just let's just throw him in there. Like there was that actually played to the entire uh, story arc for Mm -hmm. um, for Shuri because yes, she could have gone down that route. She took that you know that herb for the wrong reason. You know she wanted to kill that guy, and that that was. You know, when you take that herb, you're supposed to get answers to whatever it is you're seeking. And I when the scene started, I thought they were gonna do like a flashback of Chadwick or something, or maybe we would even see like a flashback of her father. I didn't think we would get Angela Bassett. Um, but Killmonger, I did not expect. And it was yeah. a really nice twist. And then the moment he appeared, it made sense to me. It didn't feel yes. it didn't feel forced, you know? Uh so again, Kugler, yeah, he killed it. Um, yeah, because
1: because the ancestral plane is more like you're going to see who you need to see, not like exactly. you're, who you want to see. Right. Uh, like we saw Chadwick. Uh, I mean Chadwick T'Challa when T'Challa went, he sees his father because he he had answer he had questions for his father that uh, weren't going to be answered obviously uh, right. by anyone else. He kept hearing different sides. He felt like he didn't know his father anymore, and and that made him question himself. Shuri goes into this. Not but really believing any of this. Like she thinks it's technology over everything. Um, mm-hmm. that doesn't really p- play into all these traditions. You see it in the first I, one. I like, like to say like, that
3: she, and she the whole in the beginning she was arguing we don't need a Black Panther. That's that yeah, dated, you know. And, like, and In exactly. a way,
0: it's it's like a battle against faith, too, which is such a you know, it's a common thing in tradition fighting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's such a there's so many themes there that that, that they're hitting on that are just so but so that's, layered. That's so been Shuri great.
1: since the beginning, because the first mm-hmm. one when yeah. it when uh, T'Challa beats Mbaku in the in the ritual, she raises her hand. And she's like, "Oh, can we go?" Like like she wasn't like she acted like she was going to challenge him, and it, but it was she was just playing it for jokes. And that's who she's been. She's been, she's a kid who's a little entitled, and it, she's grown up as royalty with everything she's had, everything she's ever needed. She's and now she like Christian mentioned, she's lost everything. She's lost right. everyone in to her and her her emotions are to the point where she's closer to Killmonger in mm-hmm. the in in the natural rage. And, and when she ta- when she's uh, at the fire with with her mom and she she's like, let's burn this for tradition like this is to get past this. Burn your funeral clothes and and let's move forward. She's like that. That doesn't mean anything. I'm not gonna do that. That doesn't make sense. That's not gonna do anything for me. I, I if I'm gonna set something on fire, it's gonna be the world. Right. And that really encapsulates her journey. Just it was so anger filled and revenge filled that she it her judgment was clouded and she needed a she needed to face Killmonger to see that hmm. who she was becoming, who she was on the verge of. And especially with Namor, who um, in some ways, like you can see, she can sympathize with. He took her to his palace and he showed her his ways and his reasoning. And, you know, she understood that she didn't want war. But once he snapped back and and destroyed his uh, her her people and her kingdom and her mom, you know, she she felt like there was no other way. And um, that's that's just great writing, just great writing altogether
0: kookler just did a phenomenal job with this yeah. he's incredible the best thing that marvel ever did was give him the keys to the franchise and step the fuck out of the way uh for the most part right right for the most part right right that, that was my those are my issues with the film but, right but for what ryan cooler can control himself uh i think you know, he knocked it out of the park. So, just really quick on the way out cuz we're wrapping up right now. We're already at 60 Hawan minutes. Uh so we're <laughs> cleaning this up. But I do want to get outside of Ryan Kubler because he's far and away the, the 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 shining bright spot of this film. But outside of him, your MVP. Let's just keep it on on the cast that you actually saw in the film. We'll just go really quickly around the room. <laughs> Tip, give me your MVP of Wakanda Forever.
2: Um I got co-MVPs. That's um, fine. I got Angela Bassett and nobody's talking about her, but Deny, she, listen, I don't know what Disney's doing. Y'all got a hundred different shows. Where's Deny's show? I'm sorry. The bridge scene alone where she was fighting for her life against what? Four of them, five of Mm -hmm.
1: them Mm -hmm.
2: at a loss, broken shoulder, put it back in. Where is it people? Is deny well, Guerrero's time. time.
0: You gotta introduce Riri and set up Ironheart. That's what I'm saying. Listen, nothing against Riri, but less is more. Christian, your MVP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, t- t- I-,
3: I swear to God, I was literally gonna say the exact same thing as Tiff. It, it, okay. There was a combi between Angela Bassett and deny because Okoya Ak- I think, had oh. one of the most powerful arcs in the. She movie. really did. Yes. It's a shame yes. we didn't get to talk about, about her much because she it up was until great the very end. Yes. But, I mean, she, she's the one who probably went through, I mean, okay, probably not as much as Shuri, but she went through her own, you know, kind of journey in this movie that was, you know, very emotional and, and really different because, you know, we're just used to her just being a badass and just constantly, you know, fucking shit up. And it was more of an emotional journey for her, you know, leading up to her getting this fucking kick-ass suit at the very end that I assume mm. she's going to kick a lot more ass with in the future. Oh, yeah, but um. Yeah. I mean, it. That she was. She was a great part of the movie for me. Frankie, your MVP. Um, Outside
1: of
0: Ryan Coogler, of course. That's of course, yeah. of course. Needless
1: to say, um, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna praise uh, Angela Bassett a little bit. You know, Koya did a great job, and I think she's gonna. You know, once they give her a suit, you you feel like she's gonna be in something else. Uh, the Midnight Angels are big in like the Doctor Doom storyline, so I'm I'm sure we'll see her again. Um, but Angela Bassett, man, like for someone who. Is really a, a one. It's a main character, but she's she's casted as a supporting character. Mm-hmm. She she had a lot of little scenes, but she had she played her role in the first one so great. This one she had to like step it up because because of, cause of oh, yeah. uh, T'Challa's passing, and she was shown into the into the uh, very beginning as a star and a lead. That courtroom scene was so powerful. She could not show an ounce of weakness. And mm-hmm. she damn near did not show even a little bit. She was so good, so engaging in the mm-hmm. audience, in her castmates. You can tell when she was speaking, the the actors were invested in what she was saying. They were yeah. listening. They were hearing. They were doing everything. They were rea- their bodies were reacting. I'm sure sometimes when you get an actor who's that good and, and powerful – what your your body's acting naturally to what you're, you should be doing anyways mm-hmm. not just like oh i gotta i gotta react to this i gotta react to this she's great she's obviously she's great we've known her she's a legend but she really acted her ass off in a in the in a still bit role because she's gone yeah she she didn't yeah. last the whole movie obviously and but her loss at the end when she died and sacrificed herself um it it was an another integral shift in shuri's mm-hmm. story and in the film story, um, and it was, it had to hit,
2: you yeah. know,
1: T'Challa's passing obviously right away. It hits right away, but that's the, that's the shift in the, in the climax that needs to hit. And I, I think everyone felt her loss. Yeah.
0: I, absolutely. Uh, I will also go co-MVP because it's how can you not go with Angela Bassett right off the top? I mean, she was phenomenal. Yes. She's going to be listed as a supporting actress, but by, far she carried the first hour of the film she mm-hmm. should be co-lead actress and she should be nominated for an oscar uh for that just an incredible performance all around like you can't say enough of it but i also have to give it to the other co-lead of this film shuri i'm i'm sorry i, I should know her the actress's name on the t-shirt head. Head. right head right. thank you um I did not know that she had this performance in her. She, she doesn't live up to the, the charisma for the Black Panther just yet, but that's not, not many people do. But this performance to carry the film, to go through, as we talked about earlier, all the stages of grief in this film, and, and to still root for her and, and be with her in that final, final scene. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's nothing in the MCU has hit me the way that that final scene did. And shout out once again to the casting for finding the fucking vibranium of little kids. That kid is yes. perfect. The cutest kid in yep. the world. Amazing. And so, he honestly looks so much like yes, Jack it was, yes. It was so like, great. That so awesome. smile. That smile make, was like. You better start making something quick before he grows up because that kid is <laughs> so fucking cute. Um.
2: I, I, so, I yeah. like his
1: name too. Uh, Tucson, the Tucson that base on the um, yeah the uh, general who saved Haiti, who freed Haiti. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. that's
1: a that's
0: a great little touch there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Angela Bassett, Shuri was great, and then of course, uh, uh Namor was f- phenomenal. Really great performances all around. Uh for for as much as you know, bad that we've talked about it, I think we can all say that we enjoyed the film. And uh shout out to Marvel for for once again just doing a fucking amazing job. Uh, frankie anything that you want to say because we we need to go i'm I'm done Um, I, I,
1: i think that was just a you know i think we can talk say just it was a great film i think we enjoyed it it i think for most people it exceeded expectations which for this kind of film like uh this this kind of job um the emotional hit and and this phase really needed that because it's been lacking in, yeah. in the emotional toll. And for the most part, I think Thor Love and Thunder left that sour taste. But I just want to get to this point real quick. Moose, this I think this is what you felt when you saw Letitia act. I ain't never ever seen you act like this before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take me out. <laughs> Go ahead,
1: Christian, how, how'd you feel? Final thoughts.
2: You just said uh, it. We just did an hour of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts. I, I,
3: don't, I don't think I gave it a proper grade. Uh, it was a solid A for me, honestly. Especially, solid A? Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, with the context of knowing kind of what right. the challenge was going into it, I don't see how they could have done a better job, honestly.
0: Okay, yeah. so you're grading on a curve. That's
1: fair.
3: On a curve, That's yes. Stephanie, yes. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts.
2: Um, no, I, yeah, we all know, like, you didn't want to have high expectations because you knew everything surrounding it. Um, definitely surpassed my expectations. I think that, um, I think it might've created some expectations that people have going forward for Marvel. Like, that's the thing I think where let's see now what the hell you do. Mm -hmm. Like you close with this after come on now you gave me fucking screaming goats for two hours like (laughs) I'm still not over that that's ridiculous like that was ridiculous so you you closed on a high note but what do you got next because yeah the people showed up for this movie they showed up opening weekend they put faith back into Marvel to say okay you gave us a lot of crap but we're back what's next like so to me it's not even like about this movie it's about the table that the movie set like is are we going to be able to eat because you know marvel gave us some duds the last year and a half
0: no question it it, it, it was a downturn for for marvel so yeah. hopefully this is the the start of the upturn now yeah yep. all right that's it that's enough show frankie we're done we're done thank you all yeah for coming in for our live stream beat. Christian, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, uh, Everybody. (laughs) Wakanda forever. Take me out.
2: Good night, guys.